Shalom. Welcome to the Word of Impact brought to you by Kingdom Ambassador Center. Through the teachings of our pastor Randolph Ajay, you will be inspired, equipped, and empowered to fulfill your kingdom mandate. Now, let's hear the word for today. So we, we want to continue. Give me Isaiah 62, the verse number 10. Isaiah the chapter number 62, the Bible actually says that we should go through the gates. Walk out of the gates, get going. Give me another one. Go through the gates. Go through the gates, prepare the way, build up the people, or build up the highway, take out the stones, lift up a banner for the people. So the Bible clearly tells us that the Lord is telling us that we should go through the gates. Anytime, every blessed day, as I grow in life, not just spiritually, but as I grow in life, and I see the kind of things that are going on around us, I see the essence of this scripture even becoming more needed. Okay? Does it make sense? So someone is telling you, we are going to lock down. We are going to probably leave six people. But students can go. Workers can go. This thing can go. And sometimes you ask yourself, who is advising these people? Where are these decisions coming from? So, even apart from taking things out of spiritual context, you realize that there are places that we would have to aspire to enter because the decisions that are being taken day in and day out would affect you. And for me, it's not just what affects you. Because some of us, listen, some of us, we've got into a place where even if you bring a dagger, if you bring the devil himself, like Paul said, I fought the beast of Ephesus. If you bring the devil himself, we've got into a place where we are beyond convincing, we are beyond distraction. But then, I look at my Little brothers, my little sisters, my son, my, you know, children, spiritually, physically. And I'm thinking of where they are going to grow in. And every wise man in life must be a generational thinker. Not just a generational thinker, but you must be transgenerational. It's actually, listen, you are unwise if all you see is now. who thinks of today and what they see now is unwise in one of the videos that I've shot with the, with the media team is going to come out very soon and I was actually talking about the story of Jacob and Esau which I've shared with you you know not really as a sermon but briefly you know where two people are confronted with situation one actually has food one is hungry why would Jacob prepare the food in the first place? Tell me. What would you cook? No, not, not what. Why? Because you're hungry. I mean, nobody goes to cook like, yo, I feel like cooking. And then they cook and they are like, yo, throw it away. The reason why you go and... Listen, I believe that under normal circumstances, just like in a very 
typical Jewish home. It's women that cook. As a matter of fact, when Rebecca comes to Jacob, Rebecca actually tells Jacob, listen, just go and bring the sheep out, prepare the food. So, technically, in a typical, because a Jewish setting is a very traditional setting. The mother cooks, the father is in the hall, the mother brings. It's the Jewish thing. The Bible talks about it in Mark, you know, Genesis 18, that when God comes to visit Abraham, where was Sarah? She was in the kitchen. Abraham said, yo, Sarah, Pick up one of the goats and Charlie, prepare these men some goat soup and things like that. The Bible says that Sarah was there and she had a conversation between Abraham and God, the Father, and the Son and the Holy Spirit at the hall. They are watching TV and Sarah is busily, Charlie, baking the cakes and, you know, garnishing the goat meat and all of that. And then God actually tells Abraham that, listen, your, your wife is going to have a child. And the Bible says that Sarah laughs. Look at what these guys are saying. So, in a typical Jewish setting, if you read about the Proverbs 31 woman, the Bible talks about the fact that she cooks. All of you that are trying to say, oh yeah, cooking is not for women. Guys, it's biblical. Okay? But, listen. For a young man to actually be cooking by himself, I'm sure the guy was hungry. Like, you know what, I can't wait for mommy to do the evening supper. I need to cook. And then someone comes and the other person is hungry and says, give me. And then Jacob weighs the two and says, okay, I'm willing to go hungry and satisfy you, but at one request, you give me the birthright. And the Bible says that Esau actually despises the birthright and says, what is birthright to me? Tell me if we are hungry, what is birthright? Many people have made that statement and their lives are messed up. Oh, what is, I, 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 I mean, let me leave this. I was going to say something, but let me leave it. Let me say, let me say. <laughs> there is this girl I was chasing, yeah? When I was in secondary school. I chased her for three years. The first time I saw that girl, I said, Charlie, 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 Charlie. Can we, dear? Brother has to run her. I wasn't a Christian by then. When I was, I didn't go to church for three years. I've never stepped in church and everything. And she was in the SU. She was a Christian, Charlie. She was everything a man would dream of. Pursued her three years, never, you know, was able to win the battle in three years after school. And then after school, all of a sudden, from nowhere, we meet up again. And then finally, you know, that time brother is doing well a little bit. So it happens. And I mean, it's crazy. I'm not supposed to tell you guys this. <laughs> It's crazy, but most of the time I want to be practical, yeah? I don't want to preach someone's you can't relate. So, I actually take this girl out, drive her out of a crowd. We go to a place called Ebree, some mountain somewhere. Your pastor is a very romantic man. And... And on board a gay brethren, driving a sister out of city, all the way to outskirts, there was only one mindset. I was shocked. So we're talking, and I said, oh yeah, I know you've always been a Christian, and yeah, and all of that, and I know this thing I'm going to do is not really good, because yes, I know you're a virgin, and da-da-da-da-da. I'm speaking on that tone so people won't hear it. 
Because my wife is my wife is listening. When you come with me and patients, it's crazy. It's, it's fun. It's crazy. Talk about crazy stuff. And then I was like, oh yeah, I know you're probably a virgin. Da, da, da. And she made a statement that shocked me. She was like, oh, una abu virgin. <laughs> Do you understand? Oh, Charlie, you are the one who values virgin. <laughs> In other words, Charlie, the system think now has been de-virginized AD 62. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know AD is the two? <laughs> that is over two thousand years ago. But but but, but she made that decision. Like, oh, child, oh, you don't have value virgin. Child. That thing has been much longer. <laughs> Do what you have to do, and let's go. <laughs> it is a job, but I was shocked by that statement. I was shocked. <laughs> and 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 it, it really makes me think of do you know what virginity, virginity is? I'm not saying if you if someone is not a virgin, it's nothing, but in God's eyes it's something valuable. Does it make sense? In the eyes of God, it's what? It's valuable. When God was looking for a woman all across the world to bring his son, it was nothing but a virgin woman. Of course, you, as a young woman, you cannot just pride yourself on the basis that you are virgin. If you are virgin but your head don't think, it's foolishness. However, we should not make people that want to be virgins unpopular. Are you here? So now, the statement she made, I can align it to the statement Esau made. What is a birthright? Because he thought he could have eaten his cake and have it back. I would eat and I'll bully him because I'm the firstborn. But you see, there are some things you may lose in the physical. It's a statement established in the spiritual. Did you hear what I said? There are things you might think that you are being smart physically, but you are losing something very precious spiritually. Listen, we've lost, probably, we've lost so many things without recognizing because as long as we were concerned, we were playing. Yeah. Oh, come on, this was one of those jokes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You told the sister you love her. Oh, yeah, but did you really mean it? Oh, but I was just joking. To you, you didn't mean it. But your words and that statement you've made has created something in the heart of the sister that may worry her the rest of her life. That's what the Bible says that we have to be very careful. The Bible says that with our words, we shall be justified. With our words, we will be condemned. And if we don't mean things, we don't say it. Okay? Are you listening to what I'm trying to say? Now, the Bible actually says that Jacob foresees the blessing in the birthright and then decides to go hungry for a season. Esau looks at what will satisfy him now and then forget what could be in the future. What am I talking about? I was speaking on the fact that you are unwise if you are only thinking of today. And as young people coming up, these are things that will have to resonate with you all your life. What influences your choices? Is it a noun? Or it's tomorrow? 
Hebrews 12 says that Jesus Christ endured the cross today because he saw the glory that will be revealed in the future. Did you hear what I said? Jesus Christ endured the cross when? Now. Because of the glory that will be revealed to him in the future. So the Bible says that we should look unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He said, who for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross in the noun. He despised the shame in the noun. And he talks about the fact that that decision has placed him at the right hand side of the Father. Are you here? So we have to be I've gotten to a place in life that I don't think about myself anymore. I don't think about myself anymore. I believe that my, myself as a Randolph, my time, my season, and everything is gradually passing. I've gotten to the place where I'm thinking of Joel. I'm thinking about Joel's children. I'm looking at how does the decisions that I make influence them. And influence their children. Because the Bible says that a wise man would leave an inheritance for his children's children. Jesus Christ or God calls Abraham the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Meaning that God is a generational thinker. He's a transgenerational God. God is not a God who only thinks about the noun. When the children of Israel is actually turning, leaving Egypt, he says that go to the Egyptians and ask them of silver and gold and pack them for you need it in the place you are going. God was not just speaking to the Israelites on the basis of where they are. He was speaking to them on the basis of because you see, anytime God is with us, he deals with us on the basis of our future. The reason why God does not give up on us is because he deals with us on the basis of your future. I'm telling you guys, listen, if God could make or should make every decision based on your noun, he would have given up on every one of us. Because on the noun in Matthew 6, on the noun in the Matthew the chapter number 6, they were spitting on him. They were beating him. His friends were despising him. They were betraying him. But he was not just looking at what was happening in the now. He was considering what they would become. That even in the Peter, that would betray me three times, even in him, there will be an apostle. So Jesus foretold Peter what he would do. He said, you, you betray me three times. Nevertheless, he still died for him. And that's why sometimes I get mad at Judas Iscariot. Why did you kill yourself, Judas? Why? Let me tell you, what Judas did was nothing different from what Peter, James, John, Bartholomew, some, what Judas did was nothing different from all the rest. Because you see, betrayal is betrayal. Whether you sold him, whether when he needed you most, you ran away, and you were nowhere to found. Betrayal is betrayal. There's nothing like a higher betrayal and a lower betrayal. In the eyes of God, there's nothing like a bigger sin or a higher sin. For all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And every single day, just like these people, we do betray him. Nevertheless, he said, brethren, I do not write that you sin. But when you sin, know that we have an advocate who is before the Father, who is interceding on your behalf day and night. So he says that, don't sin. But even when you do, there's propitiation for your sin. So God always has looked at us on the basis of our future 
and not at now. Why am I saying this with regards to gain? Stop thinking about yourself. Stop thinking about the generation after you. Let me tell you, lesbianism, homosexuality, start, not in the Garden of Eden, but it started from Sodom and Gomorrah. So, these vices and the norms and the things that we see on daily basis, guys, it did not begin in the year 2000. It did not begin in the year 2009. But one of the questions we ask ourselves is that, why was it never popular? Because the Christians in the generation past did not permit it. As a matter of fact, the Christians in the generation past were not self-centered Christians. If you go to church and every day the pastor is telling you how you can be blessed and how you can be blessed and how you can be blessed and all the preaching is about you and you, you the message of the kingdom is not a self message. What did I say? It's not what? It's not what? Self message. It's not a self message. It's not a self message. So over here, the Bible says that we should go through the gates. And again, as I said, anytime I wake up every day and look at what is happening around us on a daily basis, I see the relevance of these scriptures. That we've got to, we have to. We have to be there. We have to go there. We have to possess them. And after possessing them, we have to keep them. And guys, it's possible. If unbelievers with no belief, if unbelievers with no you know, biblical foundation, with no spiritual insight, feel that they can be there and nothing detests them, how much more us? Is that okay? So we are not disadvantaged. We are not what? We are not what? Disadvantaged. We are not disadvantaged. Alright, so today we want to look at media. It's something that is very crucial to me. It's a gate that I really want us to talk about. Don't look at the media. It's something that is very crucial that I really want us to talk about. As I said, in the 21st century, the most potent gate, the most potent gate, now I believe strongly, is this one. And it's the gate that is available. You can influence it without money. What did I say? You can influence this gate without what? Without money. It just takes a phone in your hands. It just takes a pen in your hands. Now, everyone is a blogger, vlogger, bugger. You can literally sit in your room and own a whole publication. Now people are making millions, sitting home, showing makeup styles, hairstyles, and they are earning thousands that the banker at the bank don't get. People are quitting engineering to become YouTubers. That is how proficient, that is how prominent the whole media, you know, gate has become. And we are believing God that he will give us grace to be able to Walk through this. Is that okay? Yes, when we talk about media, what comes into your mind? Let's talk. Let's, let's have a conversation. What comes into your mind? Television. What? Television. television. Good. Television. Somebody said that television is the only thing that keeps the watcher poor and enriches 
the one who is running it. Do you understand? The guys who produce the television, they don't watch it. So they keep you poor at the expense of enriching themselves. So when you sit by the TV from morning to evening, you've enriched someone and you've become poor by 10 hours. And I will tell you, subscribe, cry, and watch it. So people have subscribed to Netflix. Me, I'll never use my money to subscribe to Netflix. So thank God we can share. Charlie, do you have a, do you have a Netflix code? <laughs> Pass it to a <her> brother. <laughs> share. Me, I should come and subscribe with my hard-earned money. There are millions of t- movies. There. How many can you watch? So television is the only thing that enriches the guy who's producing it and makes the one who's watching it poor. Okay? So yes, television. Again, what else? Social media platforms. Great. Radio. Source of information. Internet. Uh-huh. Newspaper. Uh, it's, it's, newspaper is gradually getting unpopular now. So they are trying to digitalize it. I remember those days, my father, every morning, we would go to the station, we would go and get about 10 newspapers and bring it to my father. They got to a time, the guys come and deliver it for him. He would read each and every one of them. Now, you don't need, all of that is rubbish now. So the Guardian is on your tablet, they'll tell you, subscribe, we'll bring it on your, the standard, the evening standard, everything is on there. But there is something very spiritual about that gate that we want to Breakthrough and learn. Do you know that Jesus Christ was using the media a lot? Yeah. Do you know? Matthew 5. Matthew 5. Let's go there. No. How did he end up in 10? Bambi. And seeing the multitude, he went where? Do you know there's a media platform? Where do they pitch their satellites? Where, did, where do they pitch their satellites? On top. Why would Jesus climb on the mountain? Because he could be heard better. That waves would come. Why would Jesus Christ sit in the boat and tell them to push him? And then he would preach. Because when they push him there, the waves carry. You know, when you're doing music, they call it sound waves, isn't it? Is it sound waves? It's waves. FM, you know, the transmitter, the things and everything is done on the basis of transmission. On the airwaves. So Jesus Christ, when he saw the multitude, the Bible says that he went up on the mountain and he was seated. When he was seated, his disciples came to him. The verse number two. Then he opened his mouth and touched them. Why did he climb up there? Because the people were a lot. He needed a medium to communicate. Okay? Listen, there is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new under the sun. Everything that you are seeing has always existed in the Bible times. But there's a typical example. This is Jesus Christ using the media, the airwaves. In our, in our days, we will call this probably the radio. And because of that, he's about to reach or he's able to reach lots of people without exerting any strain on his voice. Because the higher he goes, the waves picking up a sound, it's able to broadcast to masses of people. Because Jesus Christ, there will be thousands and thousands of people that will come and sit, unite his feet to learn. Is that okay? 
Good one. All right then. So Tatiana, have you seen it now? Good. Good. Let's let's check the media. Afterwards, there's 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 something patients showed me that I would about Black Lives Matter about something, but it's very interesting. I, I will let us play it and link it to you know the kind of things we are studying here, and I know it's going to be a blessing to us. Is that okay? Good. All right. So when we talk about the media, we are talking about radio. We are talking about the TV stations. We are talking about the newspapers. We are talking about you know the internet news. We are talking about blogs, vlogs. You know, we are talking about all of these kind of things. I told you um, on Sunday that according to the Forbes and some of the things that I researched in over the past few days, during the time of the lockdown from March till now, apart from Jeff Bezos, who you know, basically made loads of money, the next person that made most of this quarantine time is the guy who created Zoom. It's believed that they've had a turnover of about 6.5 billion. Do you think this guy would want you to ease the lockdown? No. <laughs> no. Charlie? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 that there is demonic wickedness in high places. And this thing called demonic wickedness in high places is not just talking about things that are spiritual, but some of them are also men in places of position. And they make decisions. And I love what Elizabeth said. When they are making the decisions, it's not for your benefit. Because they are enriching themselves. They are benefiting themselves. And they are pushing through demonic agendas. Guys, I'm telling you. When they lock us down, by the time we come out, there are things that have been set in motion. I'm telling you. They lock you down. By the time you come, things are emotions you have no idea of. That's the world we live in. That's what Jesus Christ said. That in this world, you would have many troubles. He said, I am sending you as a lamb amongst wolves. So he said, because of that, be humble as a dove. But he says that be wise as a serpent. Is that okay? The world is not what you see on Facebook. It's a different dimension. And you need spiritual eyes to be able to comprehend spiritual things. The blindness blindness of the church is costing us. The blindness of the church is what? It's costing us. It's costing us. May your eyes be opened. I said, may your eyes be open. May your spiritual, may God give you spiritual sensitivity. It's so important. Because you see, spiritual sensitivity will not just keep you on track, but you will not miss opportunities. Yeah? Alright then, so we, we, we've spoken about the fact that when we are talking about media, we are talking about, you know, all of these kind of things and you know, all of this. What is the, uh, you know, what's the purpose of the media? Our sister said it. The main essence of the media gate is to provide and to produce information. That's it. It's as simple as that information. It informs you. It's to provide information. Every decision we make every day is based on information now. 
that is available to us. Do you know that even the extent of your work with God depends on the information you have about him? Do you know that? Information would feed your ideas. Information would inform your decisions. That is why when you are doing something, they tell you make informed decisions. Make informed. So even in terms of your work with God, why would God by inspiration cause the Holy Spirit to speak unto holy men to write the Bible? What was the essence of the Bible being written for us, what is the, you know, the, 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 the inspiration behind God giving people revelations to write books? Because he's giving you the capacity to understand him in a bigger way, in a better way, and make decisions that please him based on the information that is available to you. So the world and everything in it, spiritually, physically, it's by information. How did you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? It's by the information you had. So he says that when you read the book of Romans, he says that how would they be saved unless someone, you know, goes to school, preach to them? How would they go and preach unless they ascend? And all of these things says, and it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that brings good news and they proclaim peace and they say to Zion, you know, your God reigns. Your salvation is as a result of what you have. You are set here today because of what you've had. You are set here today because of what you want to hear. Because had not, listen, yesterday we were here, me and Elliot and quite got home at 12 o'clock midnight. And then I went work to work morning. The reason why patience is not here is because I couldn't return back home. And I'm coming straight and I'll get home today around 12 midnight again. Why would I kill myself? It's because of the information available to me. Because the information available to me has told me that it's worth it. Are we here? So, people's lifestyle, the way people live, the culture we said, established from the beginning that the whole essence of these seven gays is to shape the culture of the society, is to shape the culture of the community. And we said that culture simply is the way a group of people live. In other words, information shape ideologies. And that is why people will spend chunks of money. People would, when people would come to somebody like, you know, Sophia and say, you know what, I've done a cream. It's to make people look, you know, light-skinned. Can you just, you know, put it on your Instagram and say it's the cream that you're... All these people advertising creams and say it's the cream that made... It's not the cream that made them. They've always been like that. But when you put it there, people will tell you we would sponsor you, wear these clothes for us, and things like that. What do you think is that you are selling information? When someone see you wearing, they would go and buy it. You've shaped somebody's, even the way somebody dressed, by what you placed on your social media. When we talk about trends, where does trends come from? Media. Some years back, if you wear jeans that are torn, you are mad. We used to live in a world that if your jeans get torn, you throw it away. Now people go and buy jeans that are torn. Why? Because somebody somewhere stood up someday and wore it and everybody saw it and all of a sudden it became a lifestyle. So the culture of the people is being influenced or is getting influenced by the information that is, you know, related to them. And in the world, whatever you behold, you become. 
That is why sometimes you need different perspectives because if you don't take and all you know is your mother, you grow up becoming your mother. If all you know is your father, and that is why in God's quest to grow you, there's a certain essence of growth that comes by separation. And that is why when a child even gets born, we separate the courts at some point. Because you would always become what you behold. Are we here? Tell someone, what are you beholding? Ask them, what are you becoming? Alright, so we, we established that the primary aim of, you know, the media gate is information. Now, you have to understand that we are talking about spiritual things and we are talking about physical things. The devil is shaping the culture of our societies. The devil is shaping the culture of our communities by this. There was a point in time I was in Belgium and they were advertising, you know, a water. And they said the water is pure as a virgin. And guess what? The advertisement is a naked woman. What correlation has a naked woman got to do with pure water? <laughs> Tell me. No correlation. And they understand that anything that is nudity sells. So they are going to talk about a watch. But the watch would be with a woman who is naked. The watch would be with a guy who is showing six packs and all of that. So you're not really looking at the watch. You are lasting after the guy by the time you realize you've bought the watch. Because they know how to influence your mind. They know how to influence your lifestyle. So now they have things they call reality TV shows, isn't it? Love Island, Destiny Island, that one island. And now people want to build the foundation on their relationship with what they are seeing because what you see, you behold. What you hear, listen, I tell people sometimes, oh, you know, they've always taught us in church, be careful of what you say, be careful of what you say. But I tell people, don't just be careful of what you say, be careful of what you hear because what you hear would influence what you say. Mary's issue was not what she said. Not Mary. You know, Sarah's issue. No, it's not Sarah. I don't know why I'm calling this. But Eve's issue in the garden is not what they said. It's what they had. And that's the whole point of the radio. I remember when I used to be in uni, we used to be in the, you know, we used to be in the um, um, hostel. And this is me. Come, I'm on campus. I'm an on-fire guy. I'm there with my friend Opong and Co. Charlie. Among the whole hostel, we are the angels amongst the devils. I mean, you know, you need guys about the people are come to chill. You know, people are having night, you know, parties, raves, and all of that. And our, our, and the funny thing is that when you enter a hostel, our door is the first one you meet. So when they get there, they say, hey, I'll pastor, you know, the guys, hey, pastors, and things like that. And I remember there was a time, there was a, there was a song that came on. There was a song that came on. The first time I heard this song, I said, oh, what kind of rubbish song is this? But every day, these guys will be playing the song through speakers. Boom, boom. Charlie, I realize when I hear the speaker, now I'm singing the song from head to toe. He said, hey, I remember. You know this song that came as Lean Back? Do you know that song? By Fat Joe and Co. I, I, I remember those times, me and my, my sisters, me and my twin sisters, you know, and, and my brother. <laughs> me, 
me and my three sisters and my brother, we had gone out to eat. And we are this joint and they are playing this song. And Charlie, all of a sudden, I'm tapping my leg. My, my, my little sister said, hey, pastor. You see, hey, pastor. So you pastor and you're tapping your leg again. I was tapping and nodding without no else. I was admiring, ad- acknowledging the song without consciously knowing. She was like, hey, pastor, you, the way you. And if you... <laughs> But that's it. There are many songs. It's rubbish until you hear the tenth time. It's rubbish until you hear the tenth time, and it's the best song you've ever heard. Is it the best song? Is no. It's not good, but they've drummed into your ear because what you hear influence your thoughts, and your thoughts influence your lifestyle. And the Bible says that as a man thinketh, so you see. Can you imagine if the church is using the media to influence the minds of the people? Are we here? It's a serious matter. We are going to go. We are going to go deeper. We are going to go deeper, but we are just establishing the foundations. So I said the primary thing is that it's 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 for information. We use it to disperse information. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, the chapter number twenty-four, the verse number fourteen. The Bible says that and this message of the gospel shall be preached in all the earth and the end will come. How are we going to preach that? We can't walk throughout all the earth. You can release one message for 30 seconds. In three hours, 40 million people could see it. Beyonce released a song with Shatawale. I like the way Nancy is smiling. Beyonce released a song with Shatawale. In one, you don't know Shatawale. You don't know pa 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 pa. I'll show you. Released a song with Shatawale. In one hour, they had hit a million streams. Imagine if John three sixteen hits a million streams in one hour. That is one million people reached in an hour. May God bless us with money to sponsor the people with the right message on the right platforms to sell the message of the gospel. There's a pastor in America now. When I remember the name, I would, I would, I would, I would tell you. He's a very, very popular pastor in America. And when um, this German evangelist, Reinhard Bonke, died, we realized that this pastor has been sponsoring the missions of Reinhard Monkey for almost about 20 years. What's the name? Kenneth Copeland. Copeland. Listen. The message needs sponsorship. And we are going to come to a place where even when it comes to selling time slots for the gospel, They'll tell you 5 a.m. Who is listening to the word at 5 a.m.? People are sleeping. The pastor will be preaching. Nobody is listening because everybody is asleep. And then, you know, the prime time, 7 p.m., 6 p.m., 8.15, when people have come from their workplace and they have eaten and they've sat by their TV, Live Island. Imagine our daughters watching Live Island at the prime time of the night. 
what would be their moral standards when it comes to relationships? People who know themselves from nowhere would be at a place and you would see them openly having sex on live TV. What is happening is that, you know, sex out of wedlock is being glorified. It's being propagated. And as it's shaping the lifestyle of the people, it's telling them that this is the normal. This is how you should live. And they call it reality show. In other words, this is reality. Everything they've told you from the Bible and everything that your mothers have told you is not right. It, it's just a cake. It sets a certain mindset. But this is reality. So you know you already for a sudden you see a young lady whose mother has suffered to instill a certain level of discipline and just in an hour once in seven days everything she's learned is forgotten because somebody on the TV has told her how to be. The devil's biggest gate in the 21st century is the media. And that's why when I see you people using your your social media handles and things, foolishly I get mad. Master, do you know in the kingdom even one soul listen God, let me tell you, if it's just one person on earth, Jesus will still have died. Let us not despise the kind of things God has brought us. Look, God will never take some of us into bigger places because the little things he's given us now, we've made nothing of it. And you, it's only when you become a steward of the little things that God brings you to bigger places. Listen, you don't need to have 10 million views. Even if it's three people that view that content, those three people, you've transmitted something. Same media. Let's continue. We are laying foundations. We are laying foundations. Is that okay? Good. What is the media used for? Write these things down. Number one. The media is used to wield and influence power. The media is used to wield and influence power. Listen, any time there is a coup, there is a coup d'etat. Oh. How do you say it in French? Is it coup? How do you say it in French? Coup. Is it coup or coup? Do you say the P? No, it's coup. Go and watch trends. Any time there's been coups in every country, the first place the people see is the national television. Nobody has ever exercised any coup by not taking over the TV and the radio. Because do you know why they seize the TV and the radio? Because they would control the information. If they seize the TV station and they come and stand and say, from today, I, Randolph, is the president of that, 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 that message that is broadcasted is what the people would hear. So anybody that has ever annexed authority in any country by coup, the first place they touch is not military. The first place they touch is the TV station, is the radio station. Because when you can capture those two things, you influence what the people would hear and what they would believe and you mold what they would think. Are we here? I told you on Sunday that if we are talking about countries, 
with population, as it stands, the biggest country in the world with the highest population is not China, it's Facebook. Because Facebook by itself is a community, it's a nation, it's a country. The population is massive than China, and their president is called who? So that when you even sometimes put certain things there, they would delete it and glorify foolishness over there. So it's used to influence and to wield power. You cannot wield power and you cannot influence power without the media. When the president is come to announce lockdown rules, when the president is come to give what is going on, where does he go? Does he go to the parliament? Does he come to your house? Where does he go? Your TV. So 6 o'clock, people will be sitting by the news. 5.30, you hear BBC News doing... If you have the BBC app, it's because Boris Johnson has come. Where did he come? He came on your phone. And some churches, even releasing a thousand pounds for their pastor to just preach on TV for 30 seconds becomes a problem because they think it's doing the pastor a favor. Where is this our mindset from? To when you send them that they go and talk, they don't want to talk about anything. They go and show their shoes and their belts and their multicolored suits, red suit, green trousers, blue shoes, bleach on top. Charlie, Jesus said, in the days of the John the Baptist, the kingdoms are now. It's come to time we'll be slapping people physically. <laughs> You slap them to bring them in order. Is that okay? Imagine the things if I'm, I'm teaching you now. Imagine people, 10 million Christians are watching me live. Now, imagine. Oh, Charlie, live. We would, not, we would even be owning our stations. You see mainstream media, you see Vanessa with her glasses sat on there. There. See Tatiana with her scarf on the TV. Talking relevant matters. Hmm. Alright, so we, we said that it, they use it to wield and what? Influence what? Power. Another thing the media is used for is to influence social standards and lifestyle. It is used to influence social standards. Do you know why the standards have dropped so much? Do you know one thing that is crazy about social media? No matter what foolishness you are saying, you get people that will clap for you. You can see this is blatant foolishness. And people will be called, oh, you are my inspiration. Oh, preach. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, I want... And you can see glaringly, this is foolishness. That's what the Bible says that, you know, in, in, in Ecclesiastes 10, he says that there's an error. He says that folly, foolishness has been set on high standards. 
see women. Look, look at Vanessa. How Vanessa is will never trend. Look at, look, look at, look at Genevieve's prettiness. Look, 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 look let Genevieve post this picture. Five likes. Listen to me. Let Genevieve all of a sudden expose her cleavage and twerk a little bit. 50 million views in 30 seconds. Because the media is redefining the standard. How many people are on your Instagram? How many people follow you? Roughly. 500? 200? Go and look at a certain girl who has nothing to produce. How many people are following EMC? I'm checking your post. No, 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 I'm serious. I'm checking your post. You are, the things you are writing about how people can get jobs and things like that. All of a sudden, if you want, start showing bikinis and skin there. You see people that are sliding in your DM like they are falling into some ditch. Why? Because the media is... May you not lose your standards. Amen. May your standards... Listen, what is popular with men is not necessarily popular with God. Yes. What is popular with men is not what? Necessarily popular with God. And that is why, listen, if you want to trend, you would go very wrong. That's why for me, in as much as everything, I try to hold my family back. I, I don't let what is happening dictate how I live my I tell people all the time. If you are bringing your story there, you've invited us in. So don't come and post it and say, well, it's my picture. You can't come and comment. what." No, 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 no. I can comment what you want because you wanted my opinion. That's why you posted it. When you're posting the picture, what is your reason? You want us to like, comment, subscribe, and share. So now, Listen, and that is why I tell people, listen, when it comes to things, if you are telling us by Facebook, oh, I'm in a relationship with who, this is my boo, and da, 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 da. and after three months, we don't see you posting about your boo, we have every client come and ask you, what's going on with you and your boo? Has he dumped you? Are you dumped? Are you still there? Don't you, no, 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 it's not your business anymore. Because what if in, on, on social media, we are all family members. We are all members of the family. What goes on with you goes on with us. So if you come and told us this is your boo and everything, every day, bear and boo and things like that. And when you are being beaten and you are crying, bear, boo, boo, bear, 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 we have everyone to come and ask you, what is the sound of the crying? Because you posted it. And you see, over there, people don't post their failures. People will take 10,000 pictures. They'll take one, put some highlighters on there, and send it. Why? Because they want our comments. They want our likes. So it is influences the standards. And this is why our standards have dropped. Charlie, the standards have dropped. Over. Everything. 
When a little son comes out, look at the way our women are. Excuse my language, like prostitutes. Prostitutes. Why? Because they want to be like Beyonce. They want to look like Nicki Minaj. They want to look like a certain stripper who all of a sudden is, is, is the greatest woman in America. And that lady that has gone to school, has learned, has had her masters and PhDs, is sitting at the office and is clothed, is nobody compared to that whore who is twerking. Because the media has redefined the standards. May God give us grace to still use this media to redefine the standards again. The Bible says, forever, oh God, your words are settled. The standards of God for Mary in Luke 2 is the standards of God for you. Time does not change God's standards. So that's not like, yeah, times have changed. No, 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 times have not changed. You have changed. Are we here? The standards of God for my father is the same standards for me. And the standards of God for me is the same standards he had for Joseph in the Bible. The only thing that doesn't change is the word of God. For heaven and earth will pass away but my word will never. So we they use it to influence social standards and lifestyle. They use it to provide understanding. One of the things the media is used to do is to provide understanding. It gives men a new thing to understand, something to behold. It influences their cognitive senses, their minds. Do you know that understanding is a spirit? Isaiah chapter 11 says the seven spirits of God and one of the spirits is what? Understanding. So understanding is spirit. So if by the media, they are using it to give people understanding and that understanding is contrary to the word of God, it means that there is a spirit behind what we are watching. Do you know that some 10 years ago, and I'm sorry, but do you know some, some 5, 10 years ago, there are certain things that people did and they were hiding it. But now, all of a sudden, they don't. Do you know why? Because now the media has made it look that it's the normal. And when something is the normal, it's no more disturbing. Another thing the media is used to do spiritually and physically that it shapes model. It shapes our model or it models as it shapes our model, our lifestyle, our attitudes, and ideologies. So it shapes models, our lifestyle, attitude, and ideologies. The media is powerful. It's powerful. I told you if not on Sunday, I told you last week Wednesday about the reason why the Al Jazeera TV station was formed. I told you. Because the people from the Middle East believe that 
anything that was coming from the mainstream media, CNN, BBC, um, 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 Fox, and all of these things, Euronews, you know, France, whatever, Deutsche, DW, how do you say it? There's this station called DW, huh? Deutsche Welle. All of these things, they believe that these things were things that were demonizing uh, Muslims and people from the Middle East. Because anytime you watch CNN and there's a bomb, oh, the name is Abu Bakr. Oh, this Muslim. Oh, so they said, no, we have to tell our story from our perspective. So the only reason why Al Jazeera was established was to tell their story to make them look good and tell the people or prove that the people from the West are the problem. So it shapes ideology. It models people's lifestyle and attitudes. Your pastor is preaching. It's not working because you sat here on a Sunday for three hours and from Monday to Saturday, you watch TV seven hours a day for seven days. Who is more preaching to you? Tell me. The TV. You come and spend three hours in church in 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you watch TV even 10 hours in the week. Let's say you're even watching TV. I'm not just talking about TV. You probably, there are people that are glued to their Instagram, glued to their Facebook, glued to their Twitter account, glued to these things. They, listen, now Apple even tells you how much hours you are spending on your phone. And sometimes it's astonishing. So your phone is preaching to you more than the sermons you've had. Because what you listen to them all would shape your lifestyle. So don't wonder people even come to church and they are, they are, they are they're on their phones and they are checking and telling what, what's on Instagram. Let me, let me they will like a little bit. And, and the, the sermons you are preaching because their main pastor is preaching to them on Instagram. <laughs> you feel you are their pastor. Forget it. They have a pastor on Instagram preaching to them. You are preaching that the brother is looking at a sister twerking crown her Instagram feed. I think I should ban phones during service. What do you think? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you know that now, if I give people hard Bible and say open to her back, they can't. Do you know that? Do you know that people don't know where Zephaniah is in the Bible? But fun <laughs> Z-E-F Zephaniah. <laughs> so when, you, when your phone is not there, your world is... Me- now, it's like, listen, when your phone gets lost, it's like, you are, oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> a, guy, a guy called me, he said, all oh, my life is on my, my phone is broken. All oh, my life, I'm, I'm literally, everything is about, I'm literally, my life is... Me-. He was talking this is you know I can't call you call they've seized my phone all my life is gone every time but my life is my phone I say, hey Jesus everything is your life <laughs> guys I'm trying to tell you how powerful this is you think they are stupid they are influencing your life you will now see father and mother and children at the dining table and nobody's talking to each other everybody's doing it because you see Facebook and Instagram is teaching her how to live more than what the father is telling her at the house. 
It shapes and models your lifestyle, your attitude, and your ideologies. The devil is smart, though. And, the, and we would have to even be smarter because everything the enemy is perverting is originally but from God. If Jesus Christ is standing on the mountain and is able to reach out people, he's telling you about the power of how we can use the radio and the media for the message of the gospel. Now, when you sit in your car and you switch on to Radio London, by the time you get home, you've defiled your mind. Because there is nothing. Philippians 4, he says, give me Philippians 4, and we'll continue. We'll continue from there. Give me Philippians 4, 8. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are, whatever things are, whatever things are, no, let's start. Let's start from the top. Finally, brethren, whatever things are, 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 whatever things are of, if there is any, and if there is anything, do what? Meditate on this. Whatever she says, think of this thing. Is this what the media is teaching us to meditate and think on? No. When you meditate on these things, it would what? The, the essence of you meditating on the word of God is for the word of God to influence your life. To influ- Go back to your points. It's to influence your life. It's to influence your attitude. And it's to influence what? Your ideologies. And this is exactly what you're using the media to do. When we were here for the last all night in 2019, one of the things the Lord told us as a church to do for the next 10 years was that we would have to take things like media and things like that very serious because it's going to be the way forward and all of that. And at that time, we didn't know there was going to be a lockdown some three months in time where we can't even go to church and we have to be using Zoom. God was telling us things from her. But as until the lockdown, as until the lockdown, many churches even thought that, listen, social, Facebook, and things like that is the devil and we don't have to do anything with it. But when the church got locked down, that's why they went to sit down to go and talk about the Arabish. Go and look at the sermons that were being preached on these places. Unbelievers were even like, yeah, come on. If they, is, this, is this all they can offer? The sad reality of the life, the people that have to go there are not, are not, don't have the medium to go there. And people that are not meant to be there have the resources and they are there channeling foolishness. I said, may God bless you financially so that you would sponsor sound messages of the gospel so that you will sponsor missionaries listen we are in the seasons where missionaries don't have to be traveling to Africa and Asia they can just be on a TV station and reach 40 million in an hour are we here I love a scripture give me Ephesians 1 Ephesians chapter 2 the verse number 1 and 2 And you made alive who were dead in their trespasses and sins. The verse number two. In which ones you walked according to the course of this world. According to what? Again, according to the course of this world. And according to what? The prince prince of what? 
of the power of what? Of the what is the prince of the power of the air? He's talking about the devil. He's talking about the fact that the devil is the prince of the power of the air. He controls the airwaves and the media. Since there's something called the prince of the power of the air, the spirit which now works where? In the sons of what? Disobedience. The power is wielded in the air. When he's talking about the air, he's talking about the airwaves. He's talking about the media. Now, the biggest battle between countries is not, you know, military prowess. It's about who will be able to establish their satellites in the orbits. That is what Russia and America is fighting over. That is what Germany and this one. The battle now is not for the ground. The battle now is in the air because they've realized that the mentality of the people are not controlled by soldiers. The mentality of the people is, prom- is, is, is produced by who has set their satellites in the orbit. So now the new normal, the new warfare, they told us, and it's real, the battle now is, you know, China and UK, and they're saying they can't bring Huawei here. They people say from China because they're coming. Because what they're talking about things like 5G, they're talking about this. America wants the contract. China wants the contract. It's not military battle anymore. It's about supremacy on who controls the airwaves. And when they're talking about these things, what are they talking about? They're talking about information. Who would control how information is dispersed? Give me four Christian stations in the UK on your TV screen. Which ass? You don't even need, you know, uh, oh, give me four. There's none. God TV, God channel. If that one, if you don't even have a satellite, you can watch it. It's not even part of the free to air stuff. He says that, look, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit which now works in the children of disobedience. In Ghana, there's a now a new trend called Kumerican. <laughs> it's a trend now, Kumerican. It's be, look, it's become, listen, we started seeing Elud and Co. posting these guys <laughs> from Kumasi and they were trying to take talk about some American, yo, yo, man, we American, yo, we American, man, yo, you British, whatever, yo, man, and we were laughing. Do you know where it is now? As it stands, there are t-shirts people are buying, there are merchandises on Facebook, they now have this flyer people can put and say, I'm a proud American on Facebook. Now, if you go there, they've even got to the extent of people now, you know, trying to say they are doing passports. People were just, some guys were just playing all of a sudden, this thing has caught up and it's become something massive. Listen, it's called the springs of the power of the says that he works through the children of this. Why do all of these guys doing gangster and drugs and guns and all? Where did it come from? From the video games they were playing, from the violent music clips they were watching, from the movies. It somebody has been. I, look, I know a lawyer who is a pastor. The husband is a pastor. The woman is a pastor. They are lawyers. They are God-fearing children. As I'm talking to you, their only son is in prison. He's been there for about three years because of what? Guns, murder, and come and see this lawyer. Come and see the husband coming to me, crying to me. Pastor, help me. And they are praying. They said, we've always taught him well from the beginning. We don't, we don't know where it went from. There is something that is influencing the life of children and everything the appearance of taught 
touch them means nothing. He says that it's the prince of the power of the air. He says that he works in the sense of disobedience. When the Lord says, go through the gate, possess it, he knows. Because if you possess this gate, the foolishness will not trend there anymore. Charlie, it's not just prayer. If it was just prayer, Jesus would not have said, now therefore, go. Prayer has its place. Action has its place. Wisdom has its place. Implementation has its place. A false balance is an abomination unto the Lord. If all we can do is pray, we can only do little. Are you here? Am I teaching? The media is a medium of control. It's a medium of mental control. Write it down. The media is a medium of mental control. I'm taking you guys to school. This is biblical school of spiritual and physical realities. Is that okay? Listen, change certain things before you die. Let it be said that by the time you die, let it said that you change things before you died. Amen. Did you hear what I said? Let it not be said you just bought the house and you had a degree and you had a good mind. Let it be said you, you shaped the mindset and I let it look. Let people come to you and tell you, listen, you've changed, you've changed the way I think. You've changed my you've shown me some that, let, let, let that be what you aim to die with. It's a medium of mental control. Now people believe everything they see and they hear. Do you know that? People now believe in Harry, Harry, Harry Potter more than Jesus. Do you know that? Yeah. At my workplace, if you do anything extremely great, my manager, oh wow, you are Harry, are you Harry Potter? You magic. <laughs> it's a serious matter. May God give you kingdom ideas. May your head not just be heavy on your neck for nothing. May God implant ideas. The Bible says that remember the Lord your God that gives you the power, the ability to make riches. That means that God does not give you riches, he gives you ideas. Stop asking for riches, start asking God for ideas. Because riches are products of ideas. Are we here? They are mediums of mental controls. They are they are controlling the destinies of people with, with this thing called media. Oh Jesus. They are used to shape the minds of the people. Do you know why? Because people will tell you, I only believe in what I see. 
Have you have anybody told you that when you've gone for evangelism? Somebody said, my, for me, my God is my girlfriend because I see her every day. My God is my mother because I see every day. I don't believe in any God you can't see. So because they know that people believe in what they see, they introduce to them realities that don't exist and they make them accept it. And they'll tell you, but the Lord said that blessed is the one who has not seen yet believes. In the realms of the spirit, you don't see to believe. You believe to see. In the spiritual realm, seeing is not believing. Believing is seeing. So, the media, they shift the mindset of the people. Do you know why I want to be teaching? I don't want to be screaming and preaching. I want to teach it in you. When we become 50 and 60 and fathers and mothers of five children, four children, may we be a generation whose mindset is different from that of our parents. That is not to say the parents, are, their mindset is not good. It's good, but you see, if we can only think to their level, we failed. Your father would even see you as a failure if all you could become was like him. Because fathers provide shoulders for children to stand on. So you have to do better. Are we here? Even the mistakes of your parents are lessons God is giving you. God is not just teaching you what is right. He's also teaching you what, is, what to avoid. So you can, you, listen, you can't fail. You can't fail. So one of the things, one of the things that we have established by now is that, again, in short, the media influences the lifestyle, it influences the mindset of people, it influences the attitudes of people. John 14 verse 6. John 14 verse 6. Let's look at what Jesus says about himself. And for me, this is the perfect definition of the, you know, the significance of media. Then Jesus said to him, I am the, the, and the, let's assimilate these three things. The way, the truth, and life. The essence of the media is to teach you what the truth is. Is that not true? They tell you this is what is right. This is the norm. This is what. And then they teach you the way. Like, yo, this is how you live your life. This is what it's supposed to be. People come and tell you breakfast, I mean, breakfast show. They even tell you what to drink in the morning. They tell you what to wear. They tell you how to dress. They tell you how to behave. Go and exercise a little bit and go and do yoga six seconds. They, they, they are literally telling you how to live. And then they tell you life. They now have live shows, reality shows to say. The reality shows, they only tell you, okay, fine. If the movies are fiction, then this is real life. So the reality show is meant to shape. And we said that culture is the way a group of people live. If you're looking at the definition of culture, you're talking about the people's way, you're talking about their truth, and you're talking about the life of the people. So when Jesus in John 14 says that, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, Jesus is saying that I define the culture. Jesus is telling us he defines what? The culture. Listen, Jesus Christ is the totality of how our lives should mirror. How our lives should reflect. Listen, your perfect example is not your pastor. The Bible didn't say looking unto Pastor Randolph. He said looking unto Jesus. Yeah. Philippians 2 says that let this mind of Christ 
be in you. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus Christ is talking about, listen, every lie the media is trying to propagate, every lie the media is trying to set across, Jesus said, it is a lie. You see, the only way, the only truth, the only lie, your reality TV show, your reality show should be Jesus. Your reality show should not be American Idol. It should not be Love Island. Your reality show should not, you know, celebrity, uh, uh, in the, so there are some shows, they put some celebrities in the forest, and they say, oh, celebrity dance, celebrity this, and they are, t- look, these people are literally causing us to break the first commandment. Thou shall not have any other God before me. Now, what the media is doing is that it's causing us to idolize men. So celebrity this. So people want to live their life. So you see a certain woman, if you look at her mouth, she's going to pump it. She's going to do something. It's so ugly because, you know, her mouth must look like Beyonce. Her, her breast must look like someone. Her buttocks must look like someone. Somebody's definition of what beauty is, is Beyonce. Somebody's definition, if you don't look like, you know, this person, it's not beautiful because the media has told them, look, 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 look at what they put. On, on the on on, on, on our, our media pages, you have to be slim, and if you are if you are this is disorder, if you are that, so people are starving themselves. They will not eat. Some people are forcing themselves. People are investing tens of thousands to change the way their noses look, the way their eyes look, their faces look, because the media is teaching them that this is the truth. This is the way you should live. This must be your life. But Jesus said that I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. Jesus says that I define the culture. And that is why we have something called the Jesus culture. The Jesus culture is the kingdom culture. It is the way the Bible says that in him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. Jesus Christ is not just our savior. He is our life. Jesus Christ is not just our savior. He is our standard. Jesus Christ is not just our savior. He's the only truth we have. He's the only life we have. Our life is not mirrored after men. There is some that says that my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and righteousness. Ladies, listen. Jesus Christ is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the standard. If there's anything we have to want to be like, it's Jesus or nothing. It's Jesus or nothing. This is the media. This is the essence of the media. Influencing the way people think. Teaching them what is the truth. And, you know, manipulating what must be the lifestyle. I'm asking of you, when you see your life, does it reflect this? Who do you see? Is it Jesus? Who do you see? Who influences the way you talk? The way you live? People want to talk like certain people. Their truth is distorted. It's because somebody out behind a certain camera and let me tell you, most of these people, you want to be like them. They are depressed. They are suicidal. They don't know what is happiness. They are living lives of life. And they would exchange everything for the peace you have. Jesus said, my peace I give you. It's not like the peace of this world. Whoever taught Michael Jackson did not have peace. Whoever taught Michael Jackson how to take 
pills and sleeping tablets. Oh, but when he came outside, he was the creme de la creme. He was the guy before the cameras. He was the spotlight. He was the, you know, example of perfection. I see Michael Jackson having shows and people literally touch him and they are fainting because this is Michael Jackson. Look at how he died. A pauper. He died wretched. He died in death. He died sick. He died rotten. Why? But the media had always made us to believe that these people are happy. They are celebrities. Celebrate them. They are the stars. Oh no, but that's not what the Bible says. The word of God says uh, in the book of Daniel, the chapter number 12, he says that they that will lead many to righteousness, they will shine like the stars. They will shine like the firmament forever. Guys, listen. They are Beyonce. It's not the star. It's not Jay-Z. Who is the star? The Bible said uh, Jesus Christ, the wise man saw his star shining and they followed the star and the star led them to where Jesus is. You know, when you talk about star. Who is the star? It's not the woman who has the breast protruded. Who is the star? It's not the naked people that are the star. The standards are falling. The Bible says that he that leads many to righteousness they would shine like the star forever. Daniel chapter number 2. I am the way. I am the truth. I am life. Jesus Christ was telling you, I am the culture. Be like me. Talk like me. Think like me. Act like me. No wonder they were called Christians because their lifestyle mimicked Jesus. He was literally what they did every day. Jesus is not just a person. He's what you do. He's who you are. He's everything. Jesus is the definition of the essence of your life, the existence. Jesus is the air you breathe. Jesus is the food you eat. Jesus is your hope. He's your aspiration. He's all that you can ever be and all that you would ever dare to be. He said, without me, you are nothing. In John 15, he said, without me, you are useless. Without me, you are nothing. Listen, the Bible, I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, what you call life is not life. What you call life is people taking their grave if people dying but you see they will turn what is lies and make it the truth Jesus said I am the culture say the Jesus culture say, I am Let me leave it here. Continue on Sunday. It's to talk about media. Just a lot to talk about. And then we'll start with entertainment. I want us to pray. Guys, when you are sleeping, tell God to give you ideas, okay? Okay? The world is run by ideas. Is that okay? Listen. Dictate and say to yourself, no matter how many people follow me on social media, even if I have five followers, I'm going to use my platform to introduce to them the Jesus culture. Let me tell you the truth. 
I don't fake it. This is me. This is me. I know many of my colleagues that are faking it every day. But nobody can teach anybody anything profitable by lies. You can, you can teach anybody anything profitable by faking. It's just a matter of time. You'll be exposed. However, one of the things that is worth knowing is this. Even if you have five followers, you don't need to have a million followers. Even if there's five followers on your Instagram page, don't let it lie dormant. Why people are using the same Instagram to lead people to hell? How would people know there is another option if they don't see it? Did you get what I said? For some people, all they know is what they've seen. It's about time we begin to use what we have to show them that, listen, there is the truth. And what you've known is a lie. Jesus said in Matthew 5 that let your light so shine. He said that nobody lights a lamp and keeps it under what? A a bushel or keeps it under a table. Guys, listen. You can't claim you are serving God. You can't claim you love God. And yet you're like, yeah, everything, you know, yeah, I don't. No. That time of not talking is over. That time of saying, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I'm not. It's that time of not saying anything is, is done. Somebody saw something in you to request, a, to, to, to place a friend request. Somebody saw something in you to follow you. When God has touched the hearts of people to come, let us make sure. There are people you can never bring to church but you can disciple them on Instagram. Start that YouTube channel. Start it. If it's five subscribers, that is five souls. Don't let the devil like you. You don't have 20 million subscribers. If it's five, that is five solid souls. The Bible says that those that die in Christ, he says their work will follow them. What works will follow you when you die? The works are not your eight-hour job. It's the things you did in the kingdom, for the kingdom. It's the souls that would follow you. There are people that will never, ever come to church. But on Instagram, on Facebook, this is the very place the devil is using so hard to mess people. Why don't you use it to save people? If I tell you the number of people I've met all over the world. I was in Germany about four or five months ago. And a girl came and said, Pastor Randolph, I've been looking forward to see you. I said, oh, what what have I done? She said, listen, three years ago, I was in school. It was difficult. I was on the verge of giving up. And I heard you preach a sermon on Facebook Live. And after hearing you preach that sermon, I said, no, I must complete the school. 
She said, I have my bachelor's. And when I heard you were coming here, I live in Frankfurt. But when I heard you were coming to Dusseldorf, I said, I must come and see Pastor Randolph. When I was talking about it, I didn't know. For me, it's preaching. I didn't know there was somebody's life who was hinged on that. Are you listening to what I'm trying to say? You see, the Bible says in Romans, the chapter number 12, Hebrews 12, that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. You are surrounded. You see, when you are on the stage, everybody sees you, but you don't see everyone. The athletes in the stadium don't see the 20,000 people in the stands, but all the 20,000 people see them. What I'm going to tell you is this. Listen, though you may not see people, people are seeing you. So never hold back because you never know the people that you are capable of influence. Am I speaking some sense here? Some of you, you are discouraged because you only have 10 subscribers. 5 subscribers. But that is 5 souls. Do you know that now in the world where we are, they pay you by your subscribers? Do you know that YouTube quantify your worth by how many people are following you? They say the more people are following you, we are paying you. Because now they see that everyone that says, click, like, subscribe, and share, everyone who does that, they even count those people as money. Are you hearing what I'm saying, Genesis? So it's not about, I have five, I have ten. Listen, in Jude, when you read the book of Jude, it's only one chapter. He said that we should snatch from fire. Those that are perishing. We have to save people at all costs. Whether it's street evangelism, Facebook, Instagram, web app, we will have to save people at all costs. By all means. So I want you to now go home and say, Father, give me ideas. These two people, these five people you've given to me, let me see. Don't waste the opportunity. Because the time is coming, you may look for the opportunity, but it may be gone. Let's be on our feet. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. We pray you are blessed by it. If you would like to connect with us, you can follow us on our social media pages under the handle Kingdom Ambassador Centre UK. We also invite you to fellowship with us on Wednesday evenings from 7 p.m. Sunday mornings from 11am and at our monthly night vigils on the third Friday of every month from 11pm at Unit 21 Millmead Business Centre, Millmead Road, N17 9QU. Kingdom Ambassador Centre, raising disciples, taking territories and advancing the kingdom of God. Shalom and God bless you.